a, a guest on a different topic, but I, I was just listening to Top the Hour News, and there is a Trump factor. There's no doubt about it, whether you're a supporter or, or don't like Donald Trump. There's a Trump factor because him saying we've got the biggest scandal going on in U.S. history, eh, it gets some coverage. If Barack Obama had said that or George Bush had, or any other president had mm-hmm. said we're in the midst of the biggest political scandal in U.S. history, the country would have come to a halt. Oh, my God, what are, what are you talking about? What happened? Right. Right. And well, we're not because... The, well, because the, he says all sorts of he crazy says stuff. all sorts of stuff some of it true some of it not right yeah and and on we go i think yeah. we can weather this we got through the civil war i'm sure we can deal with this uh please welcome to the armstrong and getty show uh, matt hamilton of the los angeles times uh who's been reporting the incredibly troubling story of uh, usc former gynecologist dr george tyndall and his uh his, his victimization of a number of different women matt welcome how are you Hi, uh, thank you for having me. I'm doing well. It's our our pleasure, indeed. Thanks for being here. I wonder if maybe to get people's attention uh, as to why we're even talking about this, we describe, because I I haven't gotten into the description of some of the things I've I've read that this guy did to college girls. Um, How do you want to handle that? Yeah, so Dr. Uh, George Tyndall, he worked for almost three decades at USC's Student Health Clinic, and he was the only full-time gynecologist. So he saw thousands of women over the years. Um, and he was accused repeatedly of inappropriate comments and touching. And, you know, the complaints kind of reached administrators in the clinic. USC didn't take action until 2016. They lo- allowed him to resign, um, gave him a settlement, a financial payout, didn't report him to the medical board. And we revealed all of that last week. Um, and hours before publication, USC released this letter and a summary of their investigation into him. So they, they didn't really come clean until several months wow. after. Um, well, to say he was be accused of or made inappropriate comments or touching, it you know, really downplays what he was doing. Um, it, it does. Um, it's, you know, since our story came forward, women are saying they feel like he violated them, he assaulted them, sexually abused them and molested them. Um, what he was basically doing was... You know, many people uh, and some witnesses also in the exam room because he had nurses, um, he would tell uh, young women he was kind of inserting fingers before the speculum um, to see if it fits. Uh, And, you know, he said he had medically uh, necessary reasons for doing so. But experts told us that those were were highly questionable or just inappropriate. Okay, this is indelicate. I'm going to say it. If you don't like indelicate stuff, you know, turn it off. Don't let your kids hear this. But he would stick his entire fist inside of college girls. And he yeah, did this was... for years, with sometimes with people in the room saying, well, I've got to do this to see if I can uh, use the equipment properly. And he, and he just kept doing it. I mean, this, is, this is astounding. And he was making uh, lots of remarks. Uh, you know, he had kind of stock phrases that witness said he would use. He would remark on the tightness uh, of women's vaginal muscles. Um, he said, you know, he often complimented their skin as creamy or beautiful. Oh, my God. Flawless. Told them they should be models. Um, so a gynecologist. Probing holy genitals. crap. That, yeah, that should be a firing just, yeah. expense right there. You should lose your job. A gynecologist should never, you know, you're laying there in the stirrups. I've had many women explain to me how awful and uncomfortable that whole thing is to start with. I, anytime a gynecologist says, you know, you should be a model, eh, over at that point, right. you don't need anything else. So uh, now that we've covered that uh, fairly thoroughly, 
Um, the fact that the university did as little as they did and as slowly as they did is really outrageous, and we understand that a couple of hundred USC professors are now calling for the president to uh, step down? Yeah, the USC's faculty, I, I think, is in a state of revolt. They've signed this petition. They have a town hall scheduled for today on campus. Um, you know, they're just saying Nikias, the president of USC, Max Nikias, should resign or the board of trustees uh, should force him out. Uh, they're, they've just had enough with repeated scandals that our newspaper has covered um, extensively over the last several years. In a progressive Including. state like California, at a at a in a progressive uh, enclave like a like a like a, a UC campus, how in the world uh, do women complaining about a man saying inappropriate things to them go unpunished for all these years? Well, just to be clear, it's it USC is out of the UC system. It's a private university. Oh, correct. Um, and that's one element here is that you know unlike the UC system, you know there's they're not subject to the public records laws. Uh, so many of their business happens behind closed doors, uh, which is, just makes it a little more challenging as a reporter to to reveal these, but I think a little more necessary. Sure, well. but my point remains, these are, these are mm-hmm. you know, value everyone of every uh, gender, skin type, orientation, you know, sorts of places, USC. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. you let this happen? You know, I think it's people were complaining, you know, nurses, uh, medical assistants, students, and you know, and that that should be made clear that there 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 were repeated objections to what he was doing. It's either they weren't taken seriously enough, or they didn't, or they were ignored. I think we're still reporting on what, how exactly this was allowed to happen over so long. But Matt Hamilton of the L.A. Times is on the line. He's been covering this story. Yeah, and it's just astonishing. You know, it's a theme we hit on a lot, Matt, that uh, the the extent to which, you know, whether it's politicians or bureaucrats or educators will put aside every principle they claim to hold dear to protect their institution or bureaucracy. It's just, uh, it's astounding. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, they paid yesterday, or excuse me, earlier this week, the provost of the university said, you know, these financial settlements that we give, he was defending that practice as, you know, they look to be unseemly. Uh, he didn't use that word specifically, but, you know, they're often the most expedient way to get rid of someone. Uh, but we, we interviewed the doctor, Dr. Tyndall, several hours at a public park in Los Angeles. Um, and Dr. Tyndall was under the impression that USC had reversed the findings of its internal investigation um, as almost an incentive for him to resign and get the payout he was told uh in his telling that you know otherwise you'll be fired if you don't accept this usc disputes that account but um dr tyndall said you know i was told i'd be cleared if i resigned wow wow interesting so the university uh allowed tyndall to resign quietly with a financial payout did not inform his patients nor did USC report him to the Medical Board of California. Nice. Just, just they, re- they reported him in March of this year, March 9th. When the heat finally say. got... You That's know, about got... a month after we began asking right. their employees questions. Right, right. Knocking on their doors. Yeah. Okay, well, this is, this is the sort of thing that really good journalism does, Matt, and I congratulate yeah. you and everybody at the LA Times for 
you know, for digging into this thing and then helping to protect the the victims and women in the future. Well done. Yeah, you stopped other girls from having to go through this. Yeah, yeah. And good to talk to you, Matt. Thanks for uh, lending us a few minutes of your time. Yeah, thank you both for having me. Oh, it's it's yeah. absolutely our pleasure. Thanks. So have you seen a picture of this guy? It's our pleasure, Nord. Yeah. So yeah. he looks like the kind of guy that would do that, which I think matters because women have a you know real thing about creepy guys. And he looks like a creepy guy, and he was doing unbelievably creepy stuff. Yeah. And the fact that, that, that a, a university in California... It just, it just shows you I've got to wrap my head around the fact that organizations will protect any sort of behavior. Right. They just will. Right. I just It's just human nature. I've just got to accept it's true. And the question, how did he get away with it? He didn't. And that's the troubling thing. Yeah. He was accompanied by female nurses or medical assistants known as chaperones. And in the years he was doing what he's doing, chaperones became alarmed about the frequency with which, I'm quoting now from the LA Times, he used a camera during pelvic exams. Um... Tyndall's chaperones in the 90s questioned his motivations. One chaperone recalled him taking multiple pictures of hundreds of patients' genitals, while another said she witnessed 50 to 100 patients photographed. Uh, A clinic nurse in the 90s and 2000s said that after a chaperone alerted alerted administrators to the camera, then-executive director Dr. Lawrence Neinstein ordered it removed, but then said, okay, there, that took care of that. So you got a pervo-gynecologist doing all sorts of pervo stuff. And, hey, by the way, he's taken lots of pictures of women's privates. Completely unnecessary. Okay, well, we'll we'll get the camera out of there is the solution to this. And saying things like, you should be a model. Yeah. yeah. In the 2000s, early 2000s, at least three patients submitted letters complaining about inappropriate touching and remarks. They were read aloud during monthly committee meetings. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. So he was as, about as known as you're ever going to get Yeah, as and to what he was doing. Then the committee confronted this Neinstein guy who's running the uh, the program, said, Larry, this is unusual to get so many of these letters. Something needs to be done. So here's what, you know, University of Spoiled Children. It's, how, does, how does one of these, in got to be a case where you got a very, you got a college girl from a very wealthy family that has some power either in the ability to hire a lawyer or he donates money to the university or something like that, 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 that they didn't complain or were they also, they didn't want to besmirch their beloved university. Well, the, the USC cliche isn't true anymore. For one thing, it's just, it's like many universities, they give out huge scholarships and really try to have lots of poor folks. Well, this there. goes back to the nineties. Well, yeah, but uh, well, anyway, uh, apparently that didn't help. So God, that's just amazing though. You would think there'd be some dad, mom, somebody that would make a huge deal out of this. Well, you you know, as we learned with Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein, you couldn't make a huge deal out of it up until like a year ago. Well, nobody would listen. Nobody would listen to these things. The report said it's unclear why he was left in his position. The uh, Neinstein guy who I've talked about a couple of times croaked a couple of years ago, so he's not around to ask. That is just, I just still cannot get my head wrapped around this, you know, Michigan State, the VA, Hollywood, all these organizations that are willing to overlook this sort of stuff. But they are. Commenting on college women's perky breasts. In they front stand, of nurses. They stand right up there, don't they? One recalled him telling a patient. Wow. Yeah. 
wouldn't you wouldn't you just assume that if you said if you were just walking through a college campus right and you said it to a clothed college girl across the quad i would assume i end up with my life ruined right let alone punch me let alone i work there and i do it over and over again yeah it's amazing it is amazing (sighs) well you know I don't know. This is it's evil and it's it's disgusting and it's perverse and the rest of it, but maybe it'll help people understand what we're always talking about with the iron law of bureaucracy. People start with a purpose and slowly but surely a bureaucracy with a purpose, be it a university or government agency or something like that, slowly those people are replaced by people whose purpose is protecting the agency until that's practically all that happens. I've never been in one so I I can only read about it and like Big companies are like that too, though. But I've all, I've all, look at Wells Fargo, for instance. Yeah, or, oh yeah, oh yeah. What, another good example. I've mostly worked for places that I secretly wanted to go down <laughs> to fail. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. <laughs> you would make up accusations and call the LA Times. <laughs> yeah, but you, you just need to accept that that's true. An organization oh, yeah. will protect its existence. In the face of old veterans dying, young girls being molested, right. whatever. Right. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. For decades. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And there really are some characters on this year's squads, aren't there, Jeff? That's right, Dave. It does seem like the most flamboyant personalities came to the forefront, and they are here. Let's meet the players from the East. Leo's Maxwell Gillio, East Carolina University. Jamar is Jamar, Jamar is Lamar. University of Middle Tennessee. Devoin Showerhand, University of Southern Mississippi. Hingle McCringleberry. Penn State University. <laughs> Le Carpetron Duke Marriott. Florida Atlantic University. The Dickelage Morgoon. University of South Florida. Xmas Jackson Flaxen Waxen. California University of Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Key and Peel. California University of Pennsylvania. That's pretty funny. Yeah, so that entire bit is hilarious. They have two of those uh, bits, each one about five minutes long. I love oh, them. They're great. Yeah, that Florida. <laughs> so Florida. So we got a couple of texts on the names thing, and I'll get back to the other and stuff. And then I found a really great website too. Let's uh, if okay. we want to continue on in that um, direction. My grandmother's I'm tired of rapine. My grandmother's name is Mercedes. She was born in Italy in 1893, and I seriously doubt she was ever a stripper. <laughs> you know what? I apologize. I apologize for for uh, you know the insult toward your sainted grandmother. Incubus, succubus, time for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Gelatine. Somebody uh, complained about how they always ask how she spells her name at Starbucks. I don't. It's not a legal document. Just write it <laughs> however you want to. Phonetically, <laughs> that would help. Uh, also got this text, kind of funny. I think you'll get the reference. I heard Hollywood has already awarded Barack Obama the Oscar for Best Motion Picture of uh, the Year. Yes, yes. Nobel Prize. Thing. Yeah, good shot. Um, back to the uh, USC gynecologist. 
Should you be skeptical of the motives of any man who wants to be a gynecologist? It isn't odd. No. Don't you think it's an odd thing to want to get into? Of all the things you can study as a dude. I don't know. The the existence of proctologists makes me think it's just, I don't know. You find out why I can make that. (laughs) All right. Uh, I had a male gyno while up all up in my business. He asked me if I knew how to practice safe sex. I answered like it was a serious question, and he said, "No, a padded headboard." Ha 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 ha! I was not amused. Oh my god! What makes you think that's a good idea? What makes you think it's a good idea to say you should be a model? Well, she's you know because you're a perv is why. Well, yeah, he's a criminal. Yeah. Um, and this is an excellent point that I wish I'd have thought of. To make sure I'm not skipping anything. Um, on one hand, you have that guy last week who had his whole career blown up because he made that lingerie joke on the elevator. Oh god, fifth floor right. lingerie, right? And just the fake outrage. On on one end, you got that happening in the right. world, whilst you have this doctor basically raping college girls for decades, and and it was known. And you don't know anything about it. Yeah. It doesn't seem like those two things could both happen in the same society. But they are for different reasons. So we're back on the rapine. You don't have a uh you don't have an entire bureaucracy trying to protect a guy who makes a lingerie joke on an elevator. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So what was yeah that you were saying about names? Yes. Her grand his grandmother's name was Mercedes. I Pretty get sure it. she wasn't a stripper. So uh, somebody, somebody or other, alert listener, and we will post this for you so you can find it. Uh, Goose. Um, <laughs> that's how he signs off anyway. Uh, alerted me to this website where you can plug in your name the year you were born, and it'll show you what you know rank of popularity that was and give you your today name. Oh, that's an interesting uh, Joseph thing. was the 11th most popular name when I was born. Today I'd be Elijah. There you go. That's a good old, uh, that's another cool name. old-timey biblical name. Uh, my 2000s name is James. My 1990s name is Robert. My 1980s name is Jeremy. My 70s name is Thomas. Can you never run into somebody who has a little baby boy? Would you name him Robert? It just doesn't happen now. My 1920s name is Walter, which was, interestingly, is my middle name and was my great-grandfather's first name. Who was not a stripper either. Nope. Well, briefly a stripper. Actually, my nineteen, uh, my eighteen nineties name is Walter. My nineteen hundreds name is Walter. My nineteen twenties name is Walter. The, the well, they only had like six names back then. True enough. The fashion of names is 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 strange and unimportant as the fashion of you know our jeans skinny or wide legged just comes and goes. Your today name is Vincent. Vincent? Yeah. Okay. Jack was the hundred and second most popular name back in the day. Really? Yeah. Oh. Your 90s name is Bobby. Bobby? Bobby? (laughs) (laughs) What's coming up in your news, Marshall? New front opening up on Trump's Spygate charges. You got Silicon Valley cities thinking about joining Seattle and slapping a head tax on big companies. And my friends, get ready for Markle Sparkle. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. No idea what that is. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'm playing along, uh, playing around rather with this website where you can uh, enter your name and when you were born, and it'll give you a, a, a similar uh, popularity rank through the years. 
And um, and your name, Jack, your this is kind of interesting. Your 1940s name would be Hubert. Cool. 30s Myron. 20s, Which is my dad's middle name. Huh. 20s Elbert. 1910s Kermit. 1900s Clayton. Kermit. I'm glad I'm not a Kermit. <laughs> and too many jokes. And 1890s, your name would be Jeff. That's Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. Here's another interesting tidbit. Uh, in the early 2000s in Seattle, this was a popular name. Can we get your name, sir? F*** you, you c- sucker. That's my name. F*** you, c- sucker. Which is is now very rare as a name. <laughs> that was, hilarious. That was a longshoreman union dispute? Is that what that was? Yeah, that was some union yeah. goon for the longshoreman back in the day. So do you have the breaking NFL Is that news? hyphenated or what, sir? <laughs> Do you have the breaking NFL news, Marshall? No, I do not. Okay, this just came across. Breaking news! Breaking pigskin news! Yes! Yes! <laughs> Brandon put a helmet on. That's yeah. fantastic. Nice. That, that is so cute. Yeah, I didn't even know you had that. Where'd you get that? Donkey has a helmet on. Isn't that from your favorite movie? <laughs> Francis the... Uh, no, Hot to Trot oh. is my favorite <laughs> movie. Hot John... to Trot is your favorite movie? Oh, yeah. John Candy oh, movie. The one with the talking geez. horse? Uh, yeah, yeah, talking horse that they try to make into a racehorse or something. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> NFL owners have agreed to a new national anthem policy. Ah. You want to hear it? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Teams will be fined if players kneel on the field or sidelines. Wow. Wow. The team will be fined. So is that going to change anything? No. Yes. We'll debate after this. Why would it? Wouldn't you be in the same situation? Does it say how much the fine would yeah. is? Well, you're, you well I think, yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird justification for getting rid of a guy that doesn't make you look like you're anti-whatever-the-guy-claims-to-be pro. You'll still look you say, that look, way. We can't help, yeah. hold on to him. We're getting fined hundreds of thousands of dollars over this dude. Well, in reality, you were lo- probably losing more money than you were being fined. So you're, you were already costing your team money. Yeah. Seems like kind of a plausible deniability thing. Though. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump maintains there was an FBI informant planted in his 2016 campaign. In an early morning tweet, Trump blamed the criminal deep state and said they are now caught up in a spy scandal the likes of which this country may never have seen before. Now, Republican lawmakers are going to a special meeting tomorrow to review classified information relating to claims the FBI used that informant to gather information. Democrat Chuck Schumer objects to being shut out. The meeting goes forward as planned right now. Only partisan, only the worst actors on the House side in the room. No one should trust anything they say coming out of that meeting. It will be a sham. Don't, don't. Call my tr- boy Trey Gowdy one of the worst actors in the house. That's ridiculous. He's a good man. But they're only going to have Republicans look yeah. at that stuff. Why yeah. is why is that? I can't think of any justification no, for that. Just, honestly, seems like a bad move. Ah, uh, so uh, politically, because the problem with is you're not going to be able to convince the country of anything you say. Right. Even if yeah. you're being honest, it's a curious move. I mean, the excuse is well, the Democrats aren't the ones for asked who asked for the information. It seems like kind of a silly rationalization to me, but. If you want to play around with this name thing, the eras, the names, etc., it's posted at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links. Hey, back to the NFL thing as I'm noodling this through. Um, So the NFL as an organization has said we will fine any team that this happens to. Well, doesn't that just put it on the owner then? Now each owner has to decide how they're going to handle it. 
will either say, okay, we'll pay the fines because I'm going to support my players, or I'm going to get rid of them. I mean, they're in the same position they were in before. Each individual owner. Either I support this guy and let him do it, or I don't. Yeah, but like I say, it's a more direct excuse for getting rid of a guy. You don't have to say, well, we're losing revenue because of the controversy caused by You can say, I'm not going to pay these fines. Hmm. Well, it's a thin veneer over the yeah. <laughs> same problem. Now it turns out Silicon Valley cities are thinking about joining Seattle and imposing a head tax on big tech companies. Good idea. Good idea. Great idea. Why don't you try that? And you'll learn a valuable lesson about the free market. Apple's home city of Cupertino and Alphabet's home uh, city of Mountain View might put the issue on the ballot, arguing it do had it, raised do it, millions. Cupertino. Do it. It had raised millions of dollars to cover transportation and housing problems. It's Stockton, mobilize your bulldozers. Ain't no reason. Apple, well, they got the spaceship in Cupertino, but there's no reason they couldn't just move down the road to, to you know, the Central Valley or, I don't know, somewhere else. I think they're paying attention to millennial workplace uh, habits and studies. They know that millennials don't want to move for work. <laughs> if, you, if you tax these millennial companies, they realize, well, I guess we just have to stay and take it. Right. Bay Area Council public policy groups against the head taxes, arguing they're going to undermine the region's long-term economic health and competitiveness. Oh, absolutely it will. Yeah. yeah. Why the hell would you move to a town where if you achieve any level of success, they're going to punish you for it? Boy, and this is, yeah. I don't know this, but I'm just guessing. I'm guessing moving an Apple and Amazon or whatever is, is a hell of a lot easier than like GM. How hard would it have been for GM to move from Detroit? A plant that makes automobiles. Right. Yeah. Everybody grab your laptop. We'll meet you in Stockton. <laughs> and I wonder if this is going to be the future of America. Big companies will just say, hey, cities, open for bids. What tax breaks do you want to give us? What giant chunk of land right outside of town do you want to give us? Uh, we're going to move our headquarters there. Right. They should make their decisions based on that. Well, as you've suggested with the Seattle, uh, the, the, the Amazon thing and, and other companies, Starbucks, um, the new Amazon headquarters might become the Amazon headquarters, and they'll kind of slowly drain Seattle. Uh, Apple is very quietly looking for a second, uh, you know, headquarters location. I'm wondering Almost if nobody's that's, talking about I'm it. I'm wondering if that's just an easy way to avoid saying, we're moving. Right. Because it would just get so much attention. Okay, say, hey, you hate us having 50,000 people working here. How about we have 10,000 working here now? We got 50,000 in Indianapolis. Honest to God, what would be the argument against you move Apple to some part of the country right. where you can pay people a lot less because it's so much cheaper to work there? Employees will move from all over the country to work there. Right. You won't have any trouble getting employees. Well, in spite of my funny, funny, everybody grab your laptop illustration, it would be enormously complicated and expensive. Oh, but the amount of money you would save on the long run. Yeah. It'd have to be tremendous. Yeah. And the nephew of the... Oh, Seattle, by the way, just is now going to vote on raising property taxes uh, to add to the whole head tax thing. And it's just, okay, go ahead. The nephew of the Duchess of Sussex plans to unveil his new strain of marijuana in Santa Rosa, California next month. Tyler Dooley is a legal cannabis farmer in Grants Pass, and he's calling his cannabis Markle Sparkle in honor of his royal aunt, Meghan Markle. He's going to be entering Sparkle in the High Times Cannabis Cup competition at the Santa Rosa Fairgrounds on June 2nd, duly admitting he hasn't spoken to his aunt in three years. But Megan! But the online description of Markle Sparkle says noble families often inspire their country persons to craft and dedicate products to them. All right, Stoney. God 
Save the Queen! <laughs> Whatever. All right, Western Conference Finals all tied up two games apiece. Warriors outscored 25-12 over the final 12 minutes as they lost 95-92 to the Rockets in Game 4 at Oracle. And the Cavaliers and the Celtics are also tied at 2. They're heading into tonight's Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals in Boston. Tip-off's going to be at 5.30 West Coast. That's that a- hurt. That hurt. That's why I've given up on sports for the rest of my life. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of a nation. Warriors had several shots, too. I mean, oh, several yeah. opportunities. You got to knock down your shots, Jack. Yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to stop watching sports, what you're going to do? Shout out to all the uh, folks listening to Grants Pass. By the way, beautiful Grants Pass, yep. Oregon. Every time we mention it, we get a handful of folks who say hello, even though we're not on the R bar. Smoking your Markle Sparkle, you drug fiends. <laughs> Exploiting that poor girl for a good name. The petering out is coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Megan! Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. required for emotional support animals. They, they, they don't need any kind of training. Basically, any garbage pet can qualify. Currently, there are no rules at the Department of Transportation as to what constitutes an emotional support animal. There's not even a rule on how many animals a person can bring on any one flight. One. You get <laughs> one. Alright? If one support animal isn't doing the trick, the problem isn't the number of animals. <laughs> Who's that humorist? It's Jim Jeffries, very uh, very funny stand-up comedian. He's got a, a weekly show on Comedy Central. I see. I was at a, a thing yesterday where they made an announcement that no animals are allowed here unless they are emotional support annuals containing the emblem or whatever that badge is, which we all know you can get online anywhere just by asking. So right. they want to make you they want you Boy, to jump through the widest of hoops, I guess. That's like a ten cent cover charge right mm-hmm. there. A little more on what the NFL has decided over uh, kneeling for the National Anthem. They're, not got, they're now going to fine teams who whose players or any other team personnel. You can't have the guy that runs out and gets the uh, thing that holds the ball up. The tee? The kicking guy tee? guy runs out and gets a tee. He can't do it either. Nobody. <laughs> they need to show, quote, appropriate respect for the anthem. All right. Keeping in mind, of course, well, let me read this. This is from Roger Goodell. It was unfortunate that on-field protests created a false perception among many that thousands of NFL players were unpatriotic, Goodell said today. This is not and never was the case, which reminds you that what this is all about is perception. This is a business, like it's a restaurant or anything else. They're trying to make money, and they felt like it's, it's making more of their customers mad than happy, and they're trying to figure out how to deal with it. Getting back to the showing respect for the national anthem, which isn't defined, does that mean you can stand on the field with your fist in the air, or does that violate the rules? Don't know, I suppose, until somebody does it. Uh, yeah, yeah. well, it's good and broad. I mean, because if somebody started, you know, disco dancing during the national anthem, that would be disrespectful. Some people think it's incredibly disrespectful to leave your hat on. Well, if you just left your hat on. I don't know. Um, uh, keeping in mind that 
it's it's just something came, somebody came up with however many years ago, just kind of randomly. It's just entertainment. We don't have the national anthem before movies or concerts for no good reason right. that we do it during football games. I mean, it doesn't have to happen. It's not part of our government system or it's not in the Constitution. I mean, it's just all. No, no. It's just part of the show. It's nice. It's nice. I I'm, like it. I like it, too. On the other hand, you know, I go back to the uh, great libertarian principle that an act of respect, if it's made mandatory, becomes uh, an act of submission. If I'm putting on a show and I'm paying the performers in my troupe and it makes our customers happy if you stand for the national anthem, you're freaking standing for the national anthem. Or go work elsewhere. Or go work somewhere I else. I have no problem with that. Seems like the way to handle it to me. Sure. But I don't know. If you, if it, if something, if the entertainment venue reaches the level of like part of the fabric of America, does that rule still apply? What if 80% of uh, all of your employees would immediately uh, reject your leadership? Then you have a whole bunch of slow white guys running around. That'd be entertaining. Mm-hmm. I wonder how viewership will do then. <laughs> I, well, well, yeah, well, the and, game would be easier to follow. And I mentioned to Sean earlier, <laughs> all of this is the owners either deluding themselves or hoping that it's all this this that that's causing the drop in ratings, despite the fact that they had a double digit drop in ratings before the kneeling ever even started. Right. That they blamed on the campaign. Although I'd rather have two problems than three. Oh sure. You know. But I think they're going it's going south regardless. I actually have ninety nine problems. Now Biatch ain't one of them. If you're asking. It's good to know. All right. I think the most likely outcome of this is teams are going to say, okay, so let's say it's a $100,000 fine for every game this happens. 16 games. All right. What, what if we just agree, I, I as the owner, we will give you players a check of $1.5 million to do community outreach and do things with it. Like, I, I think that, that well, sort of what conversation is what's going to come of this. Yeah. If one owner says, I'll pick up the tab for the fines, you're allowed to do it. What kind of pressure does that put on the other owners, owner? Is there any owner out there that will be okay with it? Well, the owners have to pick up the tab. It's their tab, right? I know, but they won't complain about it. Oh, I pick up the tab go go as much as you want. Yeah. Coming out of my pocket, no problem. That'll be interesting. I say final, you say thoughts. Final. Final. Because you got your fan, you got your customers you got to make happy, but you got to make your uh, people who work for you happy, too. Sure. You know? Anyway, here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap things up. Wouldn't that be fun? Hey, Marshall, what's your final thought? Well, Positive Sean gave me a roll of quarters to pay off his gambling debt, so today I'm going to break open the roll and use the old-timey quarters to play the new rasher of scratchers that I bought yesterday. Wow. Scratchers are giving you a rash now? Maybe back off. Rasher of scratchers. Yes. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Michelangelo, final thought? Yeah, parents, teach your kids to be self-sufficient. If you do so, you won't have to uh, sue them when they're 30 and get them to leave your house. (laughs) Good one. That's a good point. Positive, Sean, your final thought for us? Yes, eSports News Fortnite creator Epic Games is creating a $100 million prize pool for their own eSports league. To put this in perspective, the top 10 esports games gave out a combined $91 million in prize money last year. Interesting. Jack, your final thought? Got a text from my wife. Both kids are sick. She said, get home when you can. So I've got, if anybody's ever had sick kids, the relaxing day that is taking care of. And then wondering at what point you're sick and you're all just sick. You're all throwing up and fevered and complaining and whining. There's tissues and bowls laying everywhere. Maybe you have a pool. When will Dad get sick? That'd be fun for the whole family. (laughs) 
And on the topic of us being the 24th most significant talk radio show in America, the 24th best football player in the NFL is one Russell Wilson of the Seahawks. There you go. The uh, 24th most popular tourist attraction in the world is the Patronus Twin Towers in Kuala Lumpur. Sure, that's us. And the 24th richest person in the world, it's a three-way tie. The three uh, heirs of the Mars candy fortune. See, that's who we are. Uh, we're, we're the Mars candy heirs of talk radio. <laughs> the 24th most popular soda, Mellow Yellow, right behind Mr. Pibb. We're the Russell Wilsons of talk radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all the links we talked about. You can get in touch with us. Email us at mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow unless I get Ebola. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Bye-bye. I, I just wanted you know, a reasonable amount of time to vacate with consideration the fact that I was not really prepared to support myself at the time where I was served these notices. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.